Welcome, Raptors enthusiasts. This is the Raptors Abroad Podcast. Aw, yeah. Game two is in the books, ladies and gentlemen. What is happening? This is your boy, Sam. This is the Raptors Abroad Podcast coming to you from London, UK. For some of the newer listeners, just so you know, this is the podcast where I break down every single Toronto Raptors basketball game. And through the power of League Pass, I can do it at my leisure. Don't have to stay up all night and watch the games live. I check them out normally the next day. But hey, I'm a ninja at avoiding the score, so sometimes it's two or three days later before I can get to my Toronto Raptors game and properly sit down and enjoy it. But I hit them all up. Every single ball game. Special shout out to the new listeners from Reddit. Posted on the Toronto Raptors subreddit the other day for the first time ever. Not really sure why I waited. Oh wait, I do know why I waited. The podcast wasn't really very good before, but... Production value's gone up a bit. Equipment's gone up a bit. My skills have gone up marginally. And I think there's a few peeps on there that actually enjoy it. In fact, I know there are, because... A couple of you guys hollered at me, let me know. Being fans abroad, it's nice to have some content catered directly to us. So welcome, homies, from Reddit or wherever you're from. Thanks for joining us. So your Toronto Raptors are 1-0. Opened the season with a W against the Indiana Pacers. Looked a little shaky, but we got it done. Now the T-Raps have traveled to Beantown, taking on the Boston Celtics, who, by the way, quite a few experts have picked to finish ahead of your T-Raps. Just around ESPN, Bill Simmons, who of course is a homer, not hard for him to pick the Celtics over anybody, but he usually keeps it real, and he seemed to think they got a chance against your T-Raps, so something to prove here. Gotta give Bill some love, though. By the way, if you don't know Bill Simmons, make sure you check out his podcast. He just got cut loose by ESPN, opened up his own gig called the Bill Simmons Podcast. It's fantastic. He's an amazing dude. But the reason I'm giving him props right now is because the reason he is scoring the Celtics so high this season is because of their key signing, former Toronto Raptor, none other than Amir Johnson. And I'll tell you, it was weird last game. To know that Amir wasn't on the bench. He's been with us for so long. So long, in fact, that he's first overall in Raptor history field goal percentage. Second overall in blocks. Third overall in rebounds. I did not realize that. I figured he'd be up there, but those are some impressive franchise numbers. So shout out to Amir Johnson. Certainly was weird to see him in a Celtics uniform. More on Amir during the ball game. Other notable players, Kelly Olynyk, the Canadian. A lot of Canadians in this ballgame. Unbelievable. You got Corey Joseph. You got Anthony Bennett. I'll tell you, getting that Toronto Raptors team in 1995 planted a seed. And you see these young Canadians in the league right now. The fruits of that seed right there. Nice to see so many Canadians representing and representing on the Toronto Raptors. Your Toronto Raptors, by the way, are now the most international team in the NBA, as it should be. I believe last year it was the San Antonio Spurs. Raptors with seven international players, quote-unquote international. I guess we're counting the Canadians, but this is the NBA. It's kind of an American league. 
So we count as international. But we also got a pair of Brazilians. Mr. Noguera, Bruno Caboclo. Luis Scola representing Argentina. Only fitting that Canada's team is multicultural. Celtics, by the way, wearing a pretty nasty-looking gray uniform with the t-shirts. Really not a fan of the NBA uniforms with the t-shirts. Design isn't that exciting either, and I love the Celtics regular uniform with the green, the shamrock. It looks dope. Not feeling the gray at all. Made it easier to root against them. Another thing that makes it easy to root against them, even though I say this in fun, but the broadcasters for the Celtics are the biggest homers in the league. Absolutely, and they should be. I mean, one of them is Tommy Heinzen. He's a Celtics legend. So who's, who else is he going to root for? But you want your broadcasters to be a little bit impartial, just a bit. And uh, Tommy certainly struggles with that, but... That being said, also one of the most entertaining and legendary broadcasters ever to do it in any sport. So shout out to Tommy Heinsohn and his partner Mike Gorman. Mike Gorman's pretty funny because he tries to reel in Tommy a little bit. Tommy gets fired up. All right, so let's break it down. Toronto Raptors at 1-0 taking on the 1-0 Boston Celtics. Let's get into it. First quarter. Going to jump to the 9.22 mark. Kyle Lowry. Dude has been looking fantastic in the preseason and in game one of the regular season. Putting on a nice move. Puts Jay Crowder into the spin cycle for the layup. And I'm a big fan of Jay Crowder for one reason. Dude wears number 99. And dude, I grew up in Edmonton. All right, I'm going to love number 99 forever. I don't care who's wearing it. I don't know why he's wearing it, but shout out to Jay Crowder for getting greatness on your back. And it rubs off, because the very next possession, Jay Crowder gets it right back with a steal and gives the ball up to Avery Bradley, who rises up and buries it for three. Then on defense, Crowder blocking Jonas Valanciunas inside, and then sets up Tyler Zeller for the fast break layup, and suddenly, on the back of Jay Crowder, Number 99, the Celtics are up by 6. 10-4 with 7.5 minutes to go. 7.08 mark, DeMar DeRozan has them frozen from the right corner. Catches the Celtics, sleeping, rises up, buries it from 3-point land. His first connection from deep of the season. Raptors come back, get a stop. In transition, swing the ball to Damari Carroll. He rises up and does what he does, which is bury three balls. Suddenly, your ball game is all tied up at 10. Little 6-0 run. Raptors get another stop. Jonas Valanciunas forcing the issue. Drops the shoulder. Knocking people out of the way. Drawing the foul. Getting himself a pair of free throws, which he nails. That makes it an 8-0 run. About to be a 10-0 run. The Raptors scoop up a steal, but Damari Carroll on the fast break. Blows the layup. Uncharacteristic. Score is tied up at 12. And that must have got in Damare's head. Because about a minute later at the 4.30 mark, 2-pat hits Carroll with a beautiful pass on the backdoor cut. And Damare, even more open on this one, misses the, another layup. Unbelievable. 3.40 mark, the Canadian Kelly Olynyk, who, to be honest, I thought he was going to be better by now. I don't want to knock on Kelly O. I still think he's got a shot at being great, but I, I really thought he was going to be lights out. I thought he was going to be like a Dirk Nowitzki type player. So he shows off a little skill set that I haven't seen before. Inside, goes to the baby hook, taking the hit. 
able to finish. Nice work by Kelly O there with the and one. However, Tupat answers that one with the catch and shoot three ball. Dude has also been hot. He could not find one in the preseason. But regular season, Tupat has had the stroke. Kyle Lowry then comes up with a steal, draws himself a pair of free throws, which he nails. Raptors were shooting free throws very nicely in this ballgame. 252 mark. Man, weird to see this one. Amir Johnson with a silky smooth spin move and then a kind of a push hook shot from about eight feet out. I mean, Amir made some great baskets with the Raptors. I don't remember seeing him do that too often. It looks like he's taken a couple more steps out and able to hit it. So shout out to Amir. I'm never going to hit on Amir Johnson. Fantastic shot. He had Bismack Biombo all over him too, playing some excellent defense. But Amir Johnson, wow. Nice skills there. And that's what he's known for. At least in my books, I remember Amir Johnson being the coordinated guy who could just turn something out of nothing. Just get into that spin move and figure it out. Look up at the basket and flick it in the right direction. That's what he did there. It was impressive. But speaking of impressive, Tupat striking again from deep. Another three ball. Your Raptors are now up five, 22-17. 154 mark. Kelly Olynyk answering with the three ball. So maybe Kelly's going to show us a little something-something here. Have a big ball game against the T-Raps and press his friends and family back home. I mean, I don't like seeing anyone score against the Raptors, but when it's a Canadian, <sighs> it's hard for me to feel bad about it. Especially when the Raptors are up. All right, Evan Turner then comes up with the steal on the fast break, paying us back for one of the Damari Carroll misses. He blows the throwdown. He was all the way in there and just went to cram it a little too hard, caught back iron. Kyle Lowry scoops up the loose ball. He's fouled. Gets sent to the free throw line. Raptors in the bonus. Big swing there. Although Lowry didn't can them both, but hey, we'll take it. One minute and ten seconds left in the first. Terrence Ross rising up wide open. Nothing but air. I don't know how that happens, Terrence. Isaiah Thomas scoops it up. He goes the other way, draws himself a pair of free throws, which he makes both of. And your Raptors are up to 24-22. However, T-Ross, a little bit of a makeup. He's able to drive and draw himself a pair of free throws, which he makes. But with 50 seconds to go, Amir Johnson, moving well without the ball, gets himself wide open for a throwdown in the lane. And Amir wasn't done, folks, with one second to go in the quarter. Heads up play. Amir drives, draws himself a pair of free throws, makes them both. And this game is tied up at 26 after 12 minutes. Second quarter. Raptors start the third quarter with a terrible possession. Celtics all over them. Bobbling passes, dribbling the ball out. Corey Joseph finds himself with it with about two seconds to go on the shot clock, about 27 feet out, but he's able to rise up, bury the big three ball. Huge shot there by Corey Joseph. Isaiah Thomas, though, the speedy point guard who, I mean, do I need to mention that he's got the same name as Isaiah Thomas from the Detroit Pistons? I mean, what are the odds? Anyways, Isaiah Thomas comes right back, and he gets two of those points back with a sweet drive, and I don't know if you call it a hook shot or a push shot, but he started it from the hip and then just straight-armed this in around a couple of defenders. Impressive. Dude doesn't look like he's any more than six feet tall, but he's got the speed and the skills. 10 minute mark, Terrence Ross 
Smart play here. Sees Jonas Valanciunas running down the middle, and he just uses him as a battering ram. JV just clears a path. Kind of like a running back finding the seam. And on the way, T. Ross also took a shot, able to keep the concentration, put in the floater, plus the foul. 32-28 Raptors. Two minutes and 40 seconds later, Terrence Ross starting to get hot from the right wing, rising up, burying the three ball. And then things started to get a little chippy. I guess they already were a little chippy, but the ref started to call even the slightest contact. Marcus Smart and Corey Joseph started to get into it a little bit, and that led to Corey Joseph picking up a technical foul, which Jay Crowder went to the line and missed. So it didn't cost the Raptors there. And in fact, on the Celtics' possession, Jared Sullinger, a little bit frustrated, didn't like the chippiness, he just lays the shoulder into Luis Scola, smashes into him so hard that not only does he get the charge called, but also a technical foul. So the referee is trying to nip this stuff in the bud. DeMar DeRozan goes to the line, he buries that technical free throw. Raptors up three, 36-33. 7-11, Corey Joseph, Marcus Smart, they were going at it a little bit, and Joseph blows by Smart off the bounce, gets all the way to the rim for the layup. 6.54 mark, Anthony Bennett got an A-B sighting. His first minutes of the season, I believe. Bennett in the ball game with excellent hands, comes up with a steal on the baseline. Raptors don't score. Next Celtic possession, Anthony Bennett in a crowd. Nice battle for the defensive rebound. And then just 11 seconds later, Bennett in the exact same position, battling for a defensive rebound, able to snare it. But unfortunately this time, gets it ripped out of his hands by Jared Sullinger, who puts it back up and in, plus the foul. Ouch. Sullinger missed the free throw though, so didn't actually kick AB when he was down. And in fact, AB came up with the rebound, so it probably made him feel a little bit better. And your T-Raps, up three still, 38-35. 6.02 mark, DeMar DeRozan. Feeling the backside pressure of Jay Crowder. Operating in the high right block. Goes to the spin move and leaves Crowder in his wake. Gets to the rim, and the Celtics have no choice but to foul and put him at the free throw line. Raptors build up a five-point lead, but the Celtics chip back. They pulled to within one. But Kyle Lowry kind of missed this from last year, pulling a little page out of Sweet Lou's pocket, gets fouled by Isaiah Thomas, shooting a three ball. And Kyle uncharacteristically steps up, buries all three of them. That a boy Lowry, that's what I like to see from a point guard, making your free throws. However, Avery Bradley with the answer from deep. Comes right back, drains a three ball. Luis Scola then, next Raptor possession with a turnover, and Isaiah Thomas comes up with the triple. Little 6-0 run by the Celtics, and suddenly, folks, they are up two. 45-43. Over the next couple of possessions, DeMar DeRozan, being aggressive, able to get himself a couple of trips to the free throw line. Plus, Jay Crowder picking up a technical foul. Make that five free throws for DeMar. He makes four of them. And then DeMar, moving well without the ball. Drifting towards the basket, Kyle Lowry about 35 feet out. Spots DeMar with a little bit of space and threads the needle with a perfect alley-oop pass. 
DeMar DeRozan rises up in traffic, catches it with two hands, cocks it back, and throws it down. Uh, that one felt good. I rewound that about six times. Dropped it into slow-mo. Raptors up three, 49-46. Isaiah Thomas working to keep it close with some free throws. But at the 225 mark, Damare Carroll in transition, no conscience. Catch and shoot with the three ball. Raptors up four with that, 52-48. Amir Johnson then earns himself a trip to the free throw line, makes the first, misses the second, but the Raptors unable to get the rebound. So they're forced to play a little defense. Some good defense. They get the stop, but again, do not win the rebound battle. Celtics pick up the offensive board, and they get it over to Marcus Smart. And Smart makes the play of the game. Gets a little tangled up with Damari Carroll on the left wing, falling out of bounds, just tosses up a prayer towards the basket. Nothing but the bottom of the net. And I'd like to say it's luck, but you know what? This guy's got skills. I'll tell you what, Marcus Smart, I mean, any Raptor fan, you're going to remember last year, he took us out with a little tip-in buzzer beater near the end of the season. So we know what Marcus Smart is about in the T-dot. Although I do have to say, not a fan of the new hair. He's kind of going with the, the mohawk, with the blonde fringes, and nah, not working, Marcus. He looked pretty good last year. Looked good with the short hair, looked stylish. This, nah, not really working for you, homie. But hey, to each their own. I used to have blonde hair back in the day, too, and didn't exactly suit me either, so if you're feeling it, rock it. But gotta tell you, it's not looking great, homie. All right, so back to the ballgame. We're all tied up at 52. DeMar DeRozan misses a pull-up. Isaiah Thomas scoops that up and goes right up the middle. Coast-to-coast coast in transition for the layup. Two-point Celtic lead. 24 seconds to go. Isaiah Thomas with a bad pass. Isaiah Carroll snatches that up, gets a fast break layup. We're tied up. Five seconds to go. Thomas, another bad pass. And Kyle Lowry just misses, draining a three at the buzzer. Which means we're all tied up at 54. Third quarter. 10.40 mark. Your T-Raps open the scoring with a beautiful feed from Jonas Valanciunas to Kyle Lowry on the backdoor cut. I know it usually it's the other way around, but JV showing the vision, puts it on the money. Nice movement by Lowry without the ball. 40 seconds later, Damare Carroll coming up with the steal. But unfortunately, as he was trying to push it, he gets his pocket picked by Avery Bradley, and Bradley gives it up to David Lee. Poor David Lee, the guy was on the Golden State Warriors last year, now he's on the Celts. But Lee, good baller, he gets up, finishes that play with the layup. However, I gotta say on that play, this was hilarious, they showed a replay of it, and Tommy Heinsohn was talking about what a great play it was, and in the super slow-mo replay, it was clear that Bradley fouled Carroll at least twice on the play. Right, he was pulling him back at the hip, and then slashed him across the arm to get the ball. And Tommy Heinsohn just stopped talking. He just kind of, uh, 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 all right, well... It was a well-timed play, and just kind of moved on from there. So it's pretty funny. Tommy's such a homer. He couldn't he couldn't say it was a foul. He couldn't bring himself to say it, but I love you, Tommy. Eight minutes and 34 seconds to go in the third. Luis Scola 
draining his first field goal of the season with the 18-foot set shot. And that got Luis fired up because on defense, he comes up with the steal on the sideline, gives it up to DeMar DeRozan, and DeMar with the gorgeous bounce pass leads Kyle Lowry all the way to the basket. And Lowry, with the heads-up play, with Marcus Smart on his tail, slows down, takes a little bump from behind, uses that caboose, and he's able to stay concentrated on the rim, lay it up and in. Beautiful play by Lowry. Getting three points the old-fashioned way. Raptors up five, 65-60. 7.35 mark, DeMar DeRozan getting away with a pretty clear double dribble. But I'm not complaining because he was able to rise up and drain a 12-foot jumper. A little bit of karma on DeMar, though. 35 seconds later, badly misses a three. Talking Brick City. But the good news is Luis Scola, the crafty vet. I know I'm going to say that once a podcast. I apologize. Luis Scola crashes the glass and puts that one back up and in for the Raptors' largest lead of the ball game, 69-62. 6 mark, Kyle Lowry and Damari Carroll working the weave. I know I've talked about this a few times. If you don't know what I'm talking about, it's hard to describe. Look up the Harlem Globetrotters weave. You'll see what I'm talking about. Carroll, really good at moving off the ball. He's done this a couple of times with DeMar. At least once in game one and a couple of times in the preseason. Liking this addition to the Raptor offense. So Lowry hits him with the pass and Carroll finishes that little weave play with the finger roll. Celtic possession, Bismack Biombo blocking the smaller Isaiah Thomas. But the Celtics maintain possession and Amir Johnson in slow motion goes to the step back three. From the left corner, nothing but the bottom of the net. But we know he can do that. If you listened to the podcast last year, you know what a fan I was of the Amir Johnson 3. I wanted him to take 3 a game. Props to you, Amir. You can shoot, homie. Five minutes to go in the quarter. The Raptors winning the battle for the loose ball. Get it to Damari Carroll, and he answers the Amir Johnson 3 with a 3 ball of his own from the right wing. Raptors up 8, 74, 66. 48 seconds later, DeMar DeRozan with the steal, pushes it in transition, spots Damari Carroll in the exact same spot on the left wing. He hits him with the pass on the money, and Carroll rises up, nothing but the bottom of the net. Dude can shoot from deep. All the broadcasters like to talk about how he played with the Hawks and he got so many easy shots last year, and that's probably why he shot a high percentage. Prove him wrong, Damari. He's 4 of 6 from deep in the ball game to that point. Raptors up 9, 77, 68. Evan Turner then tries to answer with a 3 ball. He's unable to connect. Luis Scola back the other way, gets a layup in transition. 321 mark, Kyle Lowry with a steal. DeMar DeRozan fouled on the fast break. Not in the act of shooting though, so the Raptors inbound. They get the ball over to Luis Scola, and he is wide open on the right wing. He floats up the three ball, and it is Dinero. Raptors up 14, 82, 68. 216 marks Scola, still rolling. Flies in for the offensive rebound. Kicks it over to DeMar DeRozan. And DeMar sets up DeMar A. Carroll for the layup. More Raptors. Lowry with a deflection. DeMar A. Carroll scoops it up. Goes all the way to the basket, but again, for the third time this ballgame, 
misses a wide open layup. Damar scrambling for that miss. He picks up a foul. Celtics get a pair of free throws, so big swing there, but still, your T-Raps maintaining a fairly comfortable 13-point lead, 84-71. 51 seconds to go, Isaiah Thomas with the quick feet, loses Kyle Lowry with some excellent off-the-ball movement, gets a nice lead pass, goes in for the layup. Amir Johnson then, with the quick hands, picks Kyle Lowry's pocket, gives it up to Isaiah Thomas ahead of the pack for another fast-break layup, and the Raptor lead cut down to single digits, 84-75 after three. Fourth quarter. I don't know what happened in between that third and fourth quarter to Terrence Ross, but do it again. Check this out. 11-19 mark, T. Ross, gorgeous off-balance banker kind of wrong-footed himself from the left side of the rim, able to get it up off glass and in. So Evan Turner comes right back with the answer. Nice little mid-range shot. All right, all right. T-Raw says, I got you. Comes right back, goes to the one-handed floater. 10-17 mark then, T-Ross. On a roll, 19-footer, nothing but the bottom of the net. Raptors up 13, 90-77. 9.30 mark, Bismack Biombo showing off some skills. Little lefty finger roll. However, Kelly O'Linick with the drive gets those two back. And that fired up Kelly O. Back on defense, blocks Terrence Ross, and then scoops up that ball and goes coast to coast. Draws himself a pair of free throws. Splits the pair. But the Celtics back on defense, they get a stop. Kelly O'Linick gets ahead of the pack, they work it up to him, and he throws down a fast break dunk. So your Raptor lead down to 10, 92-82. Crowd's starting to get fired up. That Boston crowd can get a little rowdy at times. And they're starting to get up to their feet, but T. Ross sits them right back down with a nice drive and push shot in the paint. 40 seconds after that, Jonas Valanciunas with a beautiful running lefty hook shot from about five feet out. Raptors up 14 off of that, 96-82. Evan Turner doing all he can. He comes back and hits a jumper. But Corey Joseph, next possession, dribbles and dribbles and dribbles to the end of the shot clock and then hits a tough rainbow fall away. But the star of this quarter was the boss, T. Ross. 552 mark, drains a catch and shoot three ball from the left wing. 11 points in the quarter for Terrence, 19 in the game at that point. 101-84, Raptors up by 17. 439 mark, Terrence Ross on fire now, pulls up from seven feet, swish. DeMar DeRozan then gets going, hits a pair of isolation mid-range turnarounds, and this ball game is pretty much over. It's 107-88, just under four minutes to go. However, this is the NBA, and ball games are not over until they're over. The Celtics go on a little run. They cut a 19-point lead down to 9, with 2 minutes left, 108-99. 132 mark, Damari Carroll, offensive rebound and a putback, that restores the double-digit lead. And then with 30 seconds to go and a 10-point lead, last gasp for the Celtics, Avery Bradley, trying to put up a transition 3-ball. But Lowry, flying in out of nowhere, swats that one out of bounds. 
And the Raptors, folks, hang on to win this ball game by 10. 113-103. And improve to 2-0 on the season. Let's hit the box score. We'll start with the Boston Celtics. The man of their match was Isaiah Thomas. Dude had himself a ball game with 25 points, 7 assists, pair of steals, 7 of 16 from the field. But the most impressive number from him, 10 of 11 from the free throw line. Double digit free throws for a guy who might be 6 feet tall. Skills. Not a lot of other standouts, really. Hate to say it, Amir Johnson. He was 3 of 3. Had 11 points, 8 rebounds. Good game for him in 19 minutes. Kelly O showed up. He was 4 of 10 for 11 points, pair of rebounds. Celtics, as a team, shot 37.6%. And they went 32 of 41 from the free throw line. Big number there. 9 free throws left on the table. So on to your T-Raps. Look at team stats first. They shot 44%, 43.9 to be exact which is an improvement for them as of late. 42.3 from three-point land, which is fantastic news. Big help there from Tamari Carroll going four of seven and Luis Scola going one of one. But the big number for your T-Raps, free throws. 30 of 35 for 85.7%. Blistering. And that will win you ball games. Looking at the individual efforts, I'm going to give the game ball to Terrence Ross. Dude was doing it up. Game one, game ball went to Jonas Valanciunas. Game two, it's going to T. Ross. I am liking this trend. Eight of 12 from the field for Terrence. Two of six from three-point land. Three of three free throws. Four rebounds. 21 points overall for the boss. Happy to see you doing well in your new role off the bench, Terrence. Damari Carroll with a solid ball game. 8 of 16 from the field. And guess what? That would have been easily 11 of 16. Three of those misses were layup. So even with three missed layups, Carroll managed to get himself 21 points, 5 rebounds, pair of assists, and a pair of steals. Jonas Valanciunas, quiet. Just 2 of 6 from the field for 6 points, but 10 rebounds. I'm liking double-digit rebounds in the first two games. Lowry and DeMar struggled shooting. They were combined 8 of 26. But DeMar managed to pour in 23 points thanks to 14 free throw attempts. Missed two of them, but nailing 12 free throws. That's really nice numbers for DeMar at the free throw line the first couple of games. Even though he missed six of them, I believe, in game one. But the fact that he's getting double-digit makes, that is promising. And Lowry, while he didn't shoot it that well from the field, he was 8 of 10 from the free throw line and did his point guard duty with 9 assists, 3 steals, oh, and a pair of blocks. That's right. Lowry shedding a couple of pounds, maybe getting an extra couple of inches. Starting to get his hand on some of these shot attempts. And now I don't mean to harp on it, but man, AB. Three minutes in there, he had three rebounds, so I'll give him props there. And a steal, but two turnovers. Ugh. In three minutes, two turnovers. It's not going to earn you a lot of time out there, AB. And I'm dying to see him out there. I mean, how great would that be if the former number one overall pick, who's Canadian, 
and the Raptors got him because basically no one else wanted him. What if he turned into the number one pick that everyone thought he was going to be? There's time. He's young. It can happen. We've seen the flashes. No, he's got the skills. Give him a chance, guys. I'd love to see what he's doing in practice. I really would. And a shout out to Tupat. Tupat doesn't get a lot of love. He buried a couple of big three-pointers when we needed him. Play some good defense. Good on you, Mr. Patterson. All right, and that's game two. Sorted. Raptors with the W. Next ball game against the Milwaukee Bucks. Tomorrow, I believe in the afternoon, which means that your boy Sam might be catching that one live. Bandwidth has been a bit of an issue lately, so... Sometimes even when I have a chance to watch them live, I still wait because it just gets a little annoying. But those are the struggles of being a Raptor fan abroad. Can't be tuning into these games on TV. All right, but before I go, I'm going to hit up a couple of huge games from around the league. So if you only love the Toronto Raptors, you can go ahead and shut it off right now. I've covered all the Raptor business. But there was an instant classic last night in the NBA. I'm talking about the Oklahoma City Thunder taking on the Orlando Magic. Now I know the Magic aren't exactly a team you think would be producing classics. You can see OKC doing it. But check this out. Alright, the Magic are dominating the whole ball game. Okay, OKC, even though Westbrook and Durant are playing well, cannot get a lead on them. Alright, Alfred P Payton is playing well. Oladipo is playing well. Just all cylinders are firing for the Magic. But this is the NBA, and you knew there was going to be a run in there somewhere. And long story short, in the final 10 seconds of this ballgame, okay, 10 seconds to go, Kevin Durant, three ball, ties up the ballgame. Seven seconds later, Victor Oladipo, three ball, gives the Magic a three-point lead, seemingly the game winner. And then with no time on the clock, Russell, the beast, Westbrook, banks one in from about a step inside of half court to force overtime. I mean, that alone would make it an instant classic. But no, there's more. So we go to the first overtime period, and Westbrook is dominating. He's got nine points in the first overtime period which includes a 15-footer with about 8 seconds left, which gave the Thunder a 3-point lead. Should be good enough, right? Victor Oladipo has something to say about it, though. That's right. For the second consecutive period, Victor Oladipo buries a 3-ball at the buzzer to tie up the ballgame. Unbelievable. And you know, just as unbelievable, by the way, is the fact that the editor for NBA League Pass, I was first watching this in the condensed version, the editor for League Pass decided to not show that. That's right, he just went from Thunder being up three with a few seconds to go in the overtime period to 20 seconds into the second overtime. I mean, what? How? How? There's no, there's no good explanation. It's 2015, there's no good explanation. Anyone who's played with Windows Movie Maker or iMovie could cut that together better. And to miss a buzzer beater three at the end of an overtime period to force a second overtime is just embarrassing. 
It's embarrassing. Alright, so back to the ball game though. We're in double overtime here. By the way, both teams could have intentionally fouled to win this game. You realize that, right? They had a, the Magic had a three-point lead. Could have intentionally fouled Westbrook. Put him at the free throw line. But instead, he gets a shot off, ties it up, and then OKC returns the favor. Let Oladipo get one off. So I guess we're even there. So go to the second OT. And again, OKC is playing well. They get a five-point lead with less than a minute to go. However, Kevin Durant trying to seal this one. Goes to the crossover. Gets all the way to the rim. But Victor Oladipo is there to meet him. And he rejects Kevin Durant's offering. Magic break the other way. And Alfred Payton able to rise up and bury a three ball at the other end. So it's Thunderball. 13 seconds is the game clock, shot clock differential. Westbrook goes in, tries a layup, misses, but able to get his own rebound, and the Magic are forced to foul. And who do they foul but Steven Adams, the Kiwi. One of my favorite players in the league, by the way. And Adams, a 50% free throw shooter, steps up to the line and buries that ball game. Oklahoma City comes out with the W. Heartbreaker for the Magic, but what a game. You want to hear the numbers on this one? Check this out. 48 points, 11 rebounds, and 8 dimes for Russell Westbrook. 17 of 36 shooting. Kevin Durant just behind him. 43 points, 12 rebounds on 15 of 30 shooting. 54 minutes for Kevin Durant in this ballgame. Russell Westbrook and even 48. Jeez. Teammates dropping 91 points in a double overtime victory. Classic stuff. Other notable games. Cleveland went into Miami. Gave them a bit of a beating. You know, that's got to be a sore spot for Wade and Bosch. That's got to hurt. I don't care what they say. I just don't believe them. When they say that they fully supported it, there's no way that there isn't some hard feelings there. LeBron just basically gave up on him. He said, you know what? You guys are good, but these guys are better. Peace. Gotta bother them. Especially because LeBron played lights out as well. It was absolutely spectacular. Trying to shake off that first loss still, I think. Getting blocked by Pal Gasol going for the game-tying bucket in game one. The Pistons able to take care of the Bulls in overtime. I didn't watch that one, so I don't know how that one went down. But I like seeing the Eastern Conference powerhouses, or supposed powerhouses, getting taken down a notch. That's it for your notable stuff around the league. Thanks for checking out this Raptors Abroad podcast. I'm your boy, Sam, coming to you from London, UK. Rap-resenting. And I'm out. And I'm out. And I'm out.